All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. I'm sitting here with Jake Duroff. How's it going, Jake? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Good. New, uh, new day, new stuff, new adventures. Well, stuff to talk about, maybe? Yeah. As always, we're from Satori Mortgage again. And what is the mortgage buzz, Jake? All right. Our first article here uh, is uh, from Housing Wire, and it's with Kavanaugh confirmed, will the Supreme Court take aim at the CFPB? All right, so Brett Kavanaugh was elected to the Supreme Court when last Confirmed. week. Confirmed, yep. yep. Confirmed. Um, and the CFPB is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, and that is responsible for banks, credit unions, payday lenders, mortgage companies, um, foreclosure services, debt collectors. Pretty much anything financial, huh? Yep. It was uh, put in as a safeguard to um, prevent some of the things that happened with the collapses was what a lot of it was with the Dodd-Frank Act. Correct. And they 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 basically created TRID, which is a real estate thing. That's your disclosures that you see. Uh, the closing disclosure is created by CFPB. So they, they have quite a bit of power. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm not fully understanding why they want to shut them down completely um maybe dilute some powers or something but i I definitely think it's an interesting especially as we gear into a real estate market where you know more and more money is coming back into it and you have more and more products that we've seen that have Mm -hmm. you know are rolling out every day especially in the 9qm stuff you know this is one of those silent silent things that might not be on a lot of people's radar that if they do have their their choice, right, and they go in there and they they start messing with this, um, you know, it could be it could cause some serious harm. I, I'd imagine, right? Yeah. So uh, for the generalizing here, the supporters of the CFPB, it's it's about it's protecting consumers. That's its job. It's very important because we've seen in the past if you don't protect consumers, some people take advantage of it. Correct. And then the people that are opposed to the CFPB, their big thing is they just think that it's too powerful. Um, it's outside of the Constitution. And um, one of the arguments with it is that it's self-funded. They they get their funding based when they uh, go and they levy a fine against a company. That's how they can generate funds to run their business. So, so there's a lot of people, in, especially in the banking world, that don't like that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like the IRS, right? Mm-hmm. They basically the whole their whole goal is to collect money from you. Um, you know, as somebody that you know own a mortgage brokerage and stuff, I you know I can tell you that I mean that's really the Department of Commerce. That's what they do is they they actually do charge you to make sure you're compliant. Which, yep. you know, I I like I said I I think it it's something that it's interesting. And definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I could see the fight. It seems like. It's a uphill battle to uh, to to do something like this, but if they do reverse the CFPB, I mean that's that 
it won't even be minor changes. It'll be sweeping changes mm-hmm. on the way people do business, you know. And generally, I probably would say that it's probably not for the better. Um, obviously, there's there's things that, as a loan officer, you know, and and somebody that owns a mortgage company, I don't like that they do. They get a little too stingy on certain at- yeah, aspects. And, yes. and you know, and and some of the timelines and stuff, it it doesn't really make sense, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think that's with any government agency, right? I some of the stuff ever anything somebody does, not, not even government agencies, just really in business. Like sometimes it just doesn't make sense. In theory, they're they're good theory, ideas, but in awesome practice, ideas. they're really hard to hold up to sometimes. Exactly, and you know, they used to take a lot of feedback from people and and to you know to make changes and stuff, which. I think is great. Um, you know, I don't. I haven't really seen any sweeping changes since. But like I said, this could be. You know, this definitely could cause a lot of upheaval and a lot of major changes that you know. The whole lending industry could change. Yeah, I mean, immediately from you know from us being licensed and bonded and all that stuff that you know it could go back to the old ways where. You know, when I when I first started doing mortgages and we opened Satori Mortgage, there's 2,500 mortgage brokers within like the seven county metro area 2500 like that it still just blows my mind and then at one point after the crash i want to say like 2010 there was like 64 <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. so i mean it's you know not with. but the 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 thing that's scary with that is is that i saw and i think everybody's seen is that they have to feed them products to go sell to people you know and that that's that's the scary part is because if you have so many people sitting there trying to trying to make money and trying to do something you know they just come up with more and more risky products and you know it's not always about your house it could be your neighbor's house or your five neighbors and you know three of them foreclose it affects you mm-hmm. so yeah it's very very interesting interesting thing I, I think you know i think it's an uphill battle but who knows right yeah absolutely time will tell uh, next uh, article we got here is a Remax study finds home sales drop 11.6% year over year in September. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious on the on the September. Maybe it's an outlier because we people go back to school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of the Midwestern states and even the Eastern states. You kind of, sh- you know, people shut up their cabins and you know they start they kind of, you know, September is kind of a month to, to get back into uh, into the groove of things. Um, well, it's year over year, so it's uh, going against the previous September. Oh, so yeah. it's look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean, I it's definitely. Well, we even have another article. What's the other article too on here? It's uh, site. Uh, yeah. So th- these both go into kind of the mm-hmm. current market conditions. Uh, site unseen offers decline as competition cools. Yeah, and they're both kind of signaling that. It's the buyer's market, right? We might be shifting in that direction um, versus the heavy seller's market we've been having late, lately. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a seller's dream, a listing agent's dream, um, you know, in the past few years. And, I mean, it's, you know, what I think is starting to happen is, you know, the pent-up demand starting to spread a little bit. Um, you had so, such, like, such a perfect storm of low rates, good economy, you know, like, it was just, it was perfect. And I think... Now you're starting to find, you know, that it's it's definitely starting to soften up a little bit. Um, I know in Minnesota we have the winter, yep. which sometimes, you know, affects things. But, you know, in Florida they don't. Um, you know, and it's probably, obviously it's probably per, you know, per capita and per, per area of the country. Every market's very different, definitely. You know, but Minneapolis, yeah, definitely, 
you know, I definitely am not surprised that it, it's going to slowly start to flip to a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as we uh, come to more of a buyer's market, uh, some of the things are back on the table for negotiations and looking for a house. What are some of those items? Yeah, I always say never offer list price, always below. Mm-hmm. All they can say is no. Um, you know, the one thing that we haven't seen a lot lately that I think will come back into the market is the seller paid closing cost. Mm-hmm. Um, people need to remember that you can use that to buy down your rate. Um, you can use it to get a par rate. It's, it's, you know, so it might, that might be the difference between 4.875 and 4.5, especially as rates go up. It's, it's a, it's a very good thing. I mean, you can get up to, you know, depend on the program, you can, you know, I guess you can technically get up to 6%, but average is 3%, which covers a lot. Um, you know, what else we got? We got home repairs, you know, ask people to make repairs. I know in the seller's market, um, let's say you as want. As is. Yeah, as is, you know, and even though it's, you know, a lot of people are moving in these houses, they're spending, you know, spending money just yep. to move in there on top of their down payment. They're spending to do certain things because they want the house so bad. Yep. Well, if you ask, hey, can you fix this and that? In a seller's market, they're like, um, buyer B is not asking that. I'm going to go with buyer B. Yeah. And and it's also a lot of times over list as well, you know, but now that it's starting to shift back into, um, I mean, it's something, you know, broken handrail or, you know, the garbage disposals, whatever it is. But yeah, you, you'll start to see the, the repairs, um, you know, requested from the buyer start to come back quite a bit. Yep. As, as well as uh, being able to get uh, the, the warranty. When you buy the home too, that's another thing that'll be back in. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's about a five hundred dollar thing, and you know that goes into the closing costs and the warranties. I mean, it's it's kind of like a no brainer, right? It's very much peace of mind when you uh, move into this new home of yours. It it just you have that uh, dread that you know something's going to go out two months after you move in there, and you have used all your down uh, all of your savings for your down payment. Mm-hmm. The home warranty alleviates some of those fears. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like it covers a year of appliances and then pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, you know, find a good buyer's agent. Absolutely. If the if they're not willing to work for you and they're not willing to show you properties and they're not willing to to make offers, then they're probably not that good of a buyer's agent. I'd move on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hear I hear the music, so we'll take a break and we'll be back again. Stephen Jake from Satori Mortgage. Title knows it's the little things that make big things happen, like protecting home buyers from title defects. As an independently owned and operated full service title company, we specialize in all the important details. We come to where you want to close, even nights or weekends. We'll even bring fresh baked cookies. Network Title, stress free closings since 1993. Work with a company that puts you first. For details, go to network title.com or give us a call at 651 482 9514. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we 
build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Okay, I'll be right there, guys. Hey, oh, Deb, come on in. I thought you were the radon test guys. The who test guys? Didn't you see the paper Sunday? The Surgeon General issued another warning. Oh, like the cigarette warning? Exactly. Only now they're saying radon causes lung cancer. For non-smokers like us, radon is the number one cause of lung cancer. You're kidding me, right? I have a smoke-free home and my family can still get cancer from radon? Yep. That's why the Surgeon General says every home should be tested for radon. But I don't smell any radon in my house. No, nobody can smell radon. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. It just comes up from underground and seeps into your house. Oh, great. No, no, hey, it's no big deal. Even if they find high levels of radon, it can easily be fixed. My brother just had his house fixed. Now that's the radon test, guys. So how did you find them? First, you go to the EPA website. Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov slash radon. That's epa.gov slash radon. Mommy, I'll get it. Oh, I'll be right there. Me too. Welcome back to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, and I'm sitting here with Jake Giraffe. What's going on, Jake? All right, we got some question and answers to go over here. This is our favorite segment. We get a lot of questions. We provide some answers. Absolutely. All right, our first one here is, how do I buy a vacation home? All right, a vacation home is basically a second residence, um, sometimes a second home. You have to live in for six months. Um, vacation home, it, you qualify the same way. Um, the One of the differences is that you obviously have to qualify with your current mortgage, current rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's it's a little bit heavier in the down payment. So you're looking at 10% versus three or five, excuse me. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, only can do a conventional one. Can't do FHA, VA, USDA. Those are generally your primary homes. How about the rates on those versus your uh, primary? Your rates are going to be fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since they're not an investment home, um, I, I would say you know they're going to be with they're, they're going to be very close to you know what you would get on your primary. The one major difference would be the down payment mm-hmm. um, and how you want to structure that. Um, some people think vacation home as like you know we talk about the short term rentals. Um, some people will talk about they're going to live in the home for you know six months. We get a lot of stuff in Minnesota and Florida. Um, so, as always, the best way to do it is to sit down with one of us, um, say, this is what I want to do, and we'll show you how to do it. Yeah, perfect. All right, our next question here is, what is the difference between an FHA and conventional mortgage? This is one of those basic mortgage questions that I get asked probably pretty much every holiday. Um, 
Thanksgiving, Christmas, when you're sitting around with the people and they go, you know, especially if you have younger people in your family or even older, but people are looking at buying a home for the first time. And, you know, the general sense is what I got FHA option or conventional FHA. You're going to have a lower rate generally than a conventional. Um, but you're going to also have upfront mortgage insurance, which is charged financed under your loan, um, which is pretty heavy and then you also have monthly mortgage insurance no matter if you put down you know three and a half percent the minimum or 50 percent um you're always going to have monthly mortgage insurance for the rest of that loan's life so you either have to refinance it or pay out generally most of the time most of the time fha is for people that probably have a you know you know, like a sub 700 credit score, or, you know, it allows you to go up a little bit higher in your debt to income ratio, um, where a conventional loan, that is, you know, th those rates will go, they'll vary from, you know, if you put 3% down, if you put 20% down, they vary a lot on your credit score. FHAs don't vary that much. Also, the mortgage insurance on a conventional loan will fall off. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also, on most conventional loans, um, there is no hidden fees, meaning there's no f up, upfront financing, none of that. It's pretty much, you know, once your home's worth, you know, 78% more than you owe on it, your uh, your mortgage insurance falls off. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist. But, you know, as always, the right product for you, um, it depends. Yep. And then considering we have lots of knowledge in this area too, it's, you know, everybody's like, oh, should I go FHA or conventional? There's also a whole slew of other programs that we can talk about, the VA portfolio and stuff like that. So Absolutely. It can, and, you know, and, and you know, just going into that, just with that question alone, it's like, well, you know, if, how long are you going to be in the house? What, what's your plans? Are you, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's all types of things go into that. And like I say, the, the best way is, you know, we always say when you sit down with one of our loan officers, we're trying to present you options, you know, because that's what we do as a mortgage broker. We give you options. And, you know, with that, you know, you make the best decision for you and your family or yourself. <laughs> our next question here is, if my, par if my parents have cash and they want to gift it to me, is that okay? That is okay. Um, I get a lot of this from agents mostly, but also from some clients that, you know, they think they have to technically source the gift money. Like you have to source money in a mortgage transaction, which basically you can't just use cash. You have to use a ver verifiable source. Um, but we get it every month where parents have cash or something on hand. Um, the only thing is that that does have to go into the bank account of the parents and then it can be gifted. It can't just be, you know, you can't just slide an envelope over and say, here you go. Um, you actually have to, you know, it has to be documented. But once it's documented, then, you know, it they're able to, you know, gift it however you need. And, you know, it's sometimes every once in a while. Um, and again, it depends on what type of loan. Every once in a while, you know, you might have to let it, write a letter of explanation saying, you know, I this is money that I had, you know, in my safe or whatever it is, you know, sometimes they'll ask for that, but that's it. And the one thing, whenever you're moving uh, money, especially larger sums between family members, between bank accounts, spouse, anything like that, if you're looking to buy a house, it's a good idea to talk to a mortgage person to see if it's going to put up any potential red flags. Absolutely. For Do that before. It's the number one reason stuff gets delayed and denied. Number one reason is because, you know, they take a gift and they just throw it in their bank account and they don't even think about it. And technically that could ruin... 
you, you could have three months of good assets and that could ruin your assets overnight if, if, if it's, you know, if they can't source it and stuff like that. And so it's, it's the number one thing that, that delays transactions and makes it difficult is, you know, always source your money. And like you say before, just ask a loan officer how to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. And then this one is a, a timely and kind of tragic one here. But uh, what are my options now that the hurricane hit? All right. So we do a lot of business in the Panama City area. And um, unfortunately, they, they Bay County was hit really, really hard by the hurricane. Um, we also get this, you know, we got it in Houston a couple of years ago, too, with the hurricane there. Um, there's something called the FHA 203H, which it's a natural disaster loan. Um, Jake, bear with me if I don't get them all. Let me know. Uh, no down payment, right? Yep. Uh, so if you want to go buy, if your house, you could be renting or your current house is is you know basically deemed you know unlivable. Um, FHA will allow you to. It's one of the instances where you could probably have two FHA loans. Will allow you to go and buy a house with no down payment. Um, you know, and you know it's like what three and a half percent they give you off there. Yep. Normal three, FHA rents. You know, and it's it's a great thing. They also, you know, also be able to, you know, maybe do some, you know, some repairs in there as well if needed. So there's there's definitely programs, you know, well, it's really an FHA program. That's really the only one that's definitely catered to the national disasters. But, you know, it's a good program. And, you know, if 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 you need that, I mean, it's 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 a great resource. Yep, and another thing with that too is you don't have to build in the or you know do a new purchase in the same area. You know you were affected by this, and you decide that you know I want to move my family somewhere else. That is still an option available to you. Correct. You know no. Yep, and you know we've seen a lot of that. A lot of that with you know unfortunately with hurricanes and other disasters is you know there's not much to go back to, so people are are, are forced to relocate. Uh, next question here is, uh, can I buy my parents' house with no down payment? So we're getting this more and more, um, and absolutely. Um, you have to do something called the gift of equity, which you know is essential. Like basically your parents are gifting you equity in the house. So you know, let's say you need, you know, you still need a down payment, but you can use that gift of equity. Let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house and, and then you need, you know, 5% for the down payment, your parents can gift you that $5,000 to the equity as long as the house appraises. Um, it's, it's fairly common. We've done it quite a bit. Um, you know, and it's, it's actually a, a really good resource. You know, a lot of people come to us and they're ready to put a down payment down on their parents' house and their parents, you know, don't even want that much for it. Um, they kind of want to, you know, it's the discount family and, um, you know, it's a great way and two, you also, if you want to add additional money in there too, you can also do that and actually to, you know, remove mortgage insurance. So let's say you have 10% and they have 10%, you know, now, now you're basically putting 10% down on a property and you don't need mortgage insurance. Yep. More ec- economical uh, monthly payment then definitely. Yep. And it's a great way to go. And as always, you know, come talk to us and we'll, we'll give you a plan. All right. Next question here is why do I need to pay a title company? Every closing, I get feedback from people basically, or what are these fees? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in our home state of Minnesota here, it's, it's not terrible, but Florida, you know, Texas, I mean, there's, that's, you start to see some really, really high title fees. Um, and pretty much title fees are a lot of that's taxes. 
that they have to pay, you know, transfer taxes, deed taxes, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the title company is kind of, I always say it's like the referee, right? They, they're kind of going to balance out, make sure that, you know, they, you know, all the parties are bringing enough money. Um, they're making sure the lenders, you know, the lenders balance, meaning that the lenders charging you what they said they're going to charge you. And, you know, the taxes are right, everything, they hold your money. Um, earnest money, stuff like that. So I always say they're kind of like the the CPA referee, right? They they're kind of you know they're there to to basically to to kind of be a watch guard on on everybody else. Um, you know, especially when you're you know you're going into more of like the buyer's market and stuff like we talked about before. You want to make sure the sellers you know can sell the house. Um, that's one of the big title companies' issue. You know that they do is they protect you, making sure that the mortgage payoffs are right. Um, so yeah, they're there to serve a purpose, and you know, they they technically don't charge that much. Most of it is technically you know taxes and stuff, but you know obviously there's a fee, right? Yep, always a fee. All right, well, great show. That's the music. So again, we're Steve and Jake, and we're from Satori Mortgage. Have a great Sunday.